Hello. Does that mean he's got his headphone on? That means I've got my headphone in. That means he's got his headphone on. Uh, dudes, freaking, um... I was about to launch into a story and then... No idea what the story was going to be. Thought I would... Thought I would think of one. <laughs> thought I would have a story ready. Didn't have a you story ready. You know, al- you know who's always got a story ready? The Savage Land! From two secret locations all across the United States, it's the Savage Land. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jason. Hello, my name is Matthew. My location is no longer secret, because I'll just tell you my address right here on air. That's what my address is. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just, like, make a beeping sound after you said that? Yeah. Okay. Who else? I mean, I, I heard Matt. I, I didn't. I didn't hear another name in there. I am Rachel. It's like he doesn't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, don't you know who I am? Hey, every every podcast is someone's first podcast. You know what I mean? That's that's how they say it in showbiz. Yeah. Probably. Because this is showbiz. Yeah. It's showbiz, okay. right? Bat bat banana. That just makes me think of gremlins. It makes I was just thinking of gremlins in my head too. <laughs> oh, Grim, well, gremlins, gremlins too. Yeah, gremlins too. Let's, let's be. Let's get our facts straight here. That's right. Yeah, come on, uh, guys, get your gremlins right. Start spreading the news. Bat banana. All right, freak. What, uh, you, what okay. you guys? What you guys been up to this week? Um. A lot of cold out, chilling and out in Salt Lake, Salt Lake, shitty, huh? Nobody's ever made that joke before. Whoa, <laughs> never! <laughs> so clever. By the way, if my levels were peaked for the first couple minutes on this uh, on this episode, I apologize to the listeners. He was just yelling. He was yelling at us. <laughs> no, I looked at I looked at my mic volume on my uh, on my uh, thing here, and it was like at point nine nine. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, nice. oh. Yeah, that's wow. What, quit yelling at us. Yeah, so sorry, sorry if the audio was a little bad there. Uh, no, I've just been hanging out. How about you? Well, sorry, Rachel. I don't know. Did I? Are, have you been doing more than just hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Rachel. You have a separate life from mine, don't you? <laughs> I yes, indeed, I do. She's autonomous. <laughs> I haven't really done anything cool. Contrary to popular belief and suspicion, uh, Matt does not keep Rachel uh, locked in the basement, <laughs> ready to do another podcast at his will. I'm glad we can finally really get that does. resolved. Okay, Please send no. help. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is my favorite ongoing things of anything in our show. The Matt might okay. be a s- creepy serial killer. <laughs> so great. Oh man. <laughs> Uh well shit it's uh it's it's the 25th anniversary of Image Comics. Happy 25th Image. Uh we are going to be talking about Stats brand news. Okay. You're going to make me uh, laugh today... so much and I'm going to start coughing and it's just not going to be cool. 
Oh boy, dude, start coughing. I, <sighs> I've heard. Uh, I've heard coughing is one of the like. It's like podcast dynamite. That just uh, that lights up the <laughs> listens on fire. It's true. It's only, it's second only to pop rocks. <laughs> I think pop rocks is better than me just coughing from our toxic air. Yeah, hey, it's really bad here. That's true. Oh yeah, Utah is the worst, or Salt Lake has the worst air in the country right now, don't they? Yep, yeah, it's gross. That's why I'm sick. Ooh. That's why I'm disgruntled. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's Image's 25th anniversary, so today we'll be talking about uh, some of our favorite and uh, and least favorite? Probably just favorite. I don't know. Maybe if we got some least favorite. Uh, I've got some least favorite. We'll be talking about our favorite and least favorite Image Comics moments over the last 25 years. Yep, uh, it's gonna but be, before we do uh, that... Hoot and holler. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Oh, boy. Don't enter, don't enter. Yeah, don't get in the way of Jason. He's... Uh, no, he's... He's no, I'd, I'm a steamroller. <laughs> I'm ready to. I'm ready to flatten all your asphalt. Uh, but before it. we do that, we got to we got to pour out some ketchup on 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 the old audience. That's true. I'm gonna hold some of my ketchup because it's more pertinent to talking about image than it is talk, talking about ketchup. Boom. So there Studios. you go. Let me just do my ketchup real quick. Sure, I'll do it real quick. Um, I played. <laughs> Who are you talking to? I don't know. I'm just going for it. <laughs> Someone, someone has to be. Uh, someone has to be keep track of time these days because it's getting out of hand. So, just going for it. Um, okay. I played Resident Evil Seven a couple hours worth. Did you How's love that? it? Yeah, it's awesome. It's terrifying. It is terrifying. It's really nerve wracking. You can't kill anybody, so it's like even worse because you just have to run away. And you run real slow in the game, so it's like doubly stressful that you can't actually run quickly. Yeah. Like, w- your walking pace is really slow, and then running is more like a moderately fast walk when there's a guy coming up from behind you with a giant chainsaw. Yeah. Now, imagine that in VR. Yeah, I don't think I want to play that in VR. <laughs> I, actually, that's not true. I totally want to play it in that VR, but... I want to watch you play it in VR. I'd cry like a little girl. I screamed like no, a little girl. I don't blame you. How far did you get? Not far at all. Yeah. I gave up pretty quickly. I got... I got I got somewhat far through the game, but I played it with Jenica and she was having a rough time. <laughs> that was fun. Does Jenica not take well to 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 horror video games or even I've, I don't think I've ever seen Jenica play a video game. She doesn't play video games. So no, a while back she said video games aren't scary. There's no way video games are scary. And I was like, <laughs> oh, because I was like, hey, you should play. We should let's play this video game. It's supposed to be really scary. And she's like, there's no way video games are scary. And I was like, all right, let's just play it. And it was uh, PT. Oh my god. And, I may have, I may have talked about it before on the podcast, but yeah, just to... and I know we have because I made Cap do the same thing. Yeah, and she just lost her goddamn mind; could not handle it. There's a long lost uh, uh, let's play video of me and my friend playing PT. It was uh, it... awful. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I got her to do that, scare the living bejesus out of her. Then the other night we were just kind of uh, feel kind of burnt out, so we uh, we got Resident Evil. She played for about ten minutes. I was like, "Okay, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is way too stressful and terrifying." <laughs> and like, we didn't even get it. I mean, like, we barely had gotten to the first house. Like, we barely we hadn't even really gotten into the house yet. She was like, "I can't do this." That that's about how far I made it when I played it in VR. Just walking around outside the house. I was walking outside the house, and then I got in the house, and it was the point where you actually like open up that door from behind the fireplace. Uh huh. 
and I like walked through there and I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I seriously can't go on. Have you, been able to, like, have you been able to approach okay. fireplaces since then? No. I can, I still approach fireplaces. Because there's fireplaces all over. Everywhere. Yeah. As everybody <laughs> knows, in Utah, there's a, a fireplace at least every uh, quarter mile on the streets of Salt Lake. They just wander the streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's an epidemic. Yeah, they're always asking exactly. for change. They're always asking for change. They're always, well, they're always asking for uh, social for change. Kindling. kindling. Yeah. Oh. Kindling. kindling. Yeah. Fire, firewood. They want fire, some, like, fireplace flint joke. and... Kindling. And they're always sitting Light. there, sitting there, <laughs> play, s- swiping on their Tinder. Yep. Yep. Get it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I got it. Definitely got that one, too. It's a fire-related joke. yep that's what i was going for too we didn't get it nailed it uh here's a funny (laughs) here's a funny story we were i was we were gonna go we were going up nefs to build a fire and uh uh, i had to go out to the garage to get some bark for kindling and um she told somebody she said uh oh man it's just out in the garage stripping stripping bark and then it became a real funny euphemism for masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. That that was a good one. That's good. We had a similar one for one of my old roommates because he came home one night at like three in the morning, and we're like, "Where the hell were you?" And he said in that a he he said he was getting Chinese food at the game store. So that just became our inside <laughs> joke that he was out like. Having sex and stuff. Chinese the fireplace. Food. You, oh, were you getting Chinese food <laughs> at the game store again? <laughs> Where'd you get those pants? The toilet store? What? Don't even, don't even acknowledge him. So just keep going. <laughs> Where'd you get those pants? The toilet store. <laughs> God damn it, Jason. <laughs> this, is, this is why we're not allowed to record late at night. <laughs> I just, when you said the game store, it just reminded me from... Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think he inadvertently just made his own, <laughs> just made his own inside joke. <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's just... It re- when you said the game story, it reminded me of Anchorman when Brick's like tossing insults back at the uh, Action News team. Is that a joke? Is that a joke from that movie? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't remember that joke. I don't remember that joke at all. Well, I guess it, I guess Anchorman was a funny movie. I guess. It was an inside joke with me and a million other people. Everybody else on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Except us. Except for me. I don't remember that. That indie film Anchorman. That in- yeah, that movie that nobody talks about it ever. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know what's funny is last time I watched it, I was like, this movie sucks. It's not funny. Whoa. Ex- except for I'm in a glass cage of emotion. Yeah. That's a that funny is line. pretty funny. <laughs> There's a lot of funny moments in that movie. You guys, you guys just don't know what's funny. We don't. We just get our pants. I'm not other saying places. that it's not funny. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't remember it because it's been like ten years since I've seen it. So. Wait, do you think we just weirded Jason way out because we laughed really hard at that joke? <laughs> and he was like, "It's just some line from Anchorman, Probably. guys. Chill out." Yeah. Well, it was like it was confu- <laughs> like it, it went to this whole thing because 
Because you can because definitely it, uh, li- listeners listen back to Jason's laugh. It's fucking golden. <laughs> like, you can definitely hear in his laugh. He was not sure how to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> or when to laugh. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's uh, a little I, awkward on your side. What drugs are those guys on in Salt Lake? <laughs> They're laughing way too hard at that dumb Anchorman reference. <laughs> yeah. I just like, because at first I was like, oh, they didn't understand the reference because like you guys were just like silent. And I thought like the normal reaction to that would have been like, oh, huh, whatever. You know, like just moving right along past it. But then it was like a dead stop. And I was like, oh, oh boy. I don't think they got it. But then all of a sudden you guys started laughing. And I was like, wait a minute, what? What's going on? <laughs> So, don't right. know how to have another, anyway. another classic Savage Land moment. Yeah, di- bi- Bing Bong, just, Bing Bong, Ding Dong, cheese fries. That's so Savage Landy, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah, just pure confusion. Oh shit! Did um, I brew that? It's our catchphrase. Oh boy. <laughs> I like the catchphrase. Oh boy. Cool boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back on track. <laughs> didn't so wait, you were playing Resident Evil. Didn't wasn't there just barely a Resident Evil movie that came out? Uh yes. Was it? That's I'm that's sure the franchise with Mila Jovovich or whatever, went and right? Saw it. Yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be the last one. God, I hope wait, so. Wait, which is the another one is Underworld. Alex, uh, Alex, I'm 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 I'm, I'm <laughs> referencing our conversations. I'm an inside joke for my coworker. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 was he was talking to me about the other one, uh, Underworld, Kate Beckinsale, for a while. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I just barely said. There's a new one of those out too. Uh, Is there you? really? Well, I wasn't paying attention to you. I was way too worried about my own inside joke at work. <laughs> it's way more important. It wasn't even a joke. It's just a dumb line. Which which movie uh, franchise do you think is worse, Underworld or uh, uh, Resident Evil? Resident Evil. That's know. the one that had the, the lasers in the first one, right? The laser hallway. Yes. Yeah, that was Resident Evil. Okay. Hmm. Which is the which is the which is the one where they're in the desert and it's like post apocalyptic? Resident Evil. I thought that one was pretty dumb. Um and the only thing I can remember about of any of the underworld movies is there there's a guy there's a guy driving a truck and there's a vampire thing attacking the truck. That's all I can remember of all the underworld movies. Huh. But I'm sure that definitely happened in one of the movies. Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't I remember anything. I watched three of them multiple times, but I honestly don't remember anything. Yeah, I don't even like. Yeah, I I don't I don't remember anything of any of those movies. I think I saw one of them, but like, I couldn't tell you a single thing about it other than probably something to do with hell. I think that no, I think the underworld is werewolves and vampires. And they're fighting. Ah-hoo! Yeah, werewolves and vampires. Yes. Yeah, it's like Blade, right? Isn't that Blade's about too? Or is Blade just vampires? Blade's just vampires. If Blade had werewolves in it too, oh, you know, Blade Blade needed more man things. All the movies need more man things. Careful where you say that. Especially Blade. It needed less <laughs> Stephen Dorff. Who is Stephen Dorff? He's that guy from Blade, man. Get yeah, together. he was the bad guy in Blade. <laughs> Go Any- with it. <laughs> I'll I'll look him up. That's I I love the name though, so I'm I'm gonna be amused either way. He, uh, was, he was like one of those teen fellas that was in like Tiger Beat and shit. In what? 
Tiger Beat. Tiger Beat. Round. It was this tween magazine that had all the. Oh my like, god! I absolutely remember that. That had like all That's the funny. the pictures of like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh my god! I remember that. <laughs> I I have That's no bad. recollection. It might have been before my time. Well, you weren't definitely before you a time. young girl. In 1995, <laughs> in the 90s, but and I was so. Um, there was Tiger Beat, and oh, there yeah, was I didn't Bop. Have, I didn't have real Bop. thoughts at that time. So, um, fun fact: uh, Conan O'Brien was in an issue of Tiger Beat. Huh? As wait, but he was still like pretty old at that point, wasn't he? Mm. Wasn't he like in his 30s at that point? He'd probably be in his maybe early 30s. Oh well. Anyway, so so uh, <laughs> you don't like my Conan O'Brien fact? No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just moving this, moving right along. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did kind of derail ourselves. So what else? What else you got other than Resident Evil, Matt? Uh, I watched a documentary on David Attenborough. Just wait, can't a get documentary out. on David Attenborough? Uh huh. Was it oh. narrated by David Attenborough? No, he. But it, well, no. I mean, it was like him telling stories about his life. Oh, what a okay. twist! Woo, twist! <laughs> Uh, but that was that was fun. Enjoyed that. Um, I think I watched. Oh, we finished Lemony Snicket. That was fun. <laughs> I'm on the fifth book, so don't tell me anything. Which I'm already mad at the show. Jim so. Carrey's not in this one. <gasps> Jim Carrey's not in this one. Well, no, because it's it's books one through four of the first season. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna totally watch the first episode, and I'll be totally fine. Mm-hmm. The very end of the episode. Where spoilers, they show the parents. Uh-huh. They never tell you that in the books. So where I'm at, I'm still thinking that they're dead. So I'm like, God damn it, well, fuck the show. Wait, no, they did that episode it. one. Keep watching. They, yeah, they mess the, with. They, there's some twists. Maybe they yeah, still the are very dead. Very end of the episode. Um, it was fucking stupid, and I'm mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of really quick, uh, speaking of twists, did you guys hear about the fucking the what the twist is in M, 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 M Night Shyamalan's new movie? What's no, new but, movie? but Split? I'm I'm planning on seeing it. Okay. So, uh, we it's nope. I think it's worth all of us going to see Split just to talk about what this twist is. Oh, I already planned on seeing it. Okay, so, so. yeah. Got, anyway, <laughs> I have a lot of movies to see. Yeah, you still haven't seen Arrival, you prick. I just keep watching animal documentaries. Leave me alone. <laughs> I haven't seen it either, so what? Yeah, but the Arrival uh, guy is doing freaking Blade Runner 2049 in Dune. I feel like we're obligated to see it. Oh, I know. I want to see, see it. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, chill out. Uh, Leave uh, us alone. I'm going to just wrap up my, my uh, ketchup real quick. I watched It Follows again. That's a great movie. Next. <laughs> Hooray, It Follows. Yay. Uh, Rachel, you or me? I don't care. All right, I'll go. I'll go really quick to sandwich it, and then you can you can be the uh, icing on the cake. Uh, this week didn't do uh, tons. I read the first three issues of Warren Ellis's Moon Knight, like I was saying I would. Uh, it's really good. Uh, Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair, the the talented Irish color and artist team, really kill it on that book. Like the the contrast between Moon Knight and his surroundings is is amazing. I think. Um. You guys both read that, right? Yes. Warren Ellis. No. Okay. Uh, then no. 
So I, I won't spoil anything. I'm just, you know, for reference. Like, uh, if anybody wants to look it up, just, you know, uh, Declan Shalvey, Moon Knight. It's uh, it's really, like, it's super simplistic art, you know, similar to a lot, you know, a lot of how the trend has been with Marvel now, where they go to more of that, like, Hawkeye, David Aja style. Um, and Moon Knight is, like, in every single panel, is, like, stark white against his background. Uh, and every issue so far has been seemingly disconnected, and so I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this is all going to tie together or if it's more of just a character study that Warren Ellis is doing on the guy. Um, but he's basically, you know, he's cursed to be uh, uh, disassociative, like he's a fucking crazy person. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's it's really fascinating just the way that everything ties in, and I like how they're, like, utilizing a completely different aspect of the character with every issue, and it's a different uniform every issue. Um, it's, I don't know, like overall, it's just, it's really cool so far. And I'm excited to see how Warren Ellis wrapped up his, uh, his little six issue arc on that. And I'm excited to see where, uh, Brian Wood and Colin Bunn took the, took the stories afterwards. So, and yeah. Jeff Lemire. No, it's, it's really cool, man. I, that's an interesting character. I'd like to see him get dumped into the, uh, Daredevil verse. Was that, was that confirmed that they were doing that or not? No. No. But it would be really cool if they did, because that's a, a just what a what a fun character. Yeah, there's been tons of rumors. And I hope they do too, especially putting like weird Egyptian god stuff into the you know, the universe would be kind of cool too. Oh, totally. I th- like yeah, like every aspect of that of that at least this run so far is like head and shoulders different from all of the other stuff that's on the Marvel Netflix slate right now. Totally, which is good. Like I think I think in comic book adaptations the biggest strength that anything can have right now is to be different. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 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 yes, and, and, and to have uh, a, a, a wide array of sort of things in the... I guess that's just, that's just all being different. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then other than that, uh, Paper Girls, which, uh, you know, is in involved with the image thing but paper girls just barely came back from its hiatus with issue number 11 um and i think i'm officially going to be reading it monthly now with the uh single issues so i'll talk a little more about that in the other part but uh i for the first time like read the letters columns and stuff like that on paper girls it's really cool they have a whole like they have like their whole whole sort of like fake uh thing going on where brian responds to letters as Rita Pearl the paper girl mm. and like everyone addresses them to that and like you can mail in for a membership card to the uh, paper delivery service or whatever and they'll they'll send you a little membership card with your name on it or something oh shit yeah, for cute. yeah it's really I want cool. one I know right I'll uh, the address is in the back of every issue I guess but I'll 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 send you guys the address um, hell yeah with the instructions and all that but it's really cool like it's it's a just a like and it's you know we'll we'll kind of bring this into when we talk about image after uh rachel's ketchup but like just the the quality of how they put their books together is just incredible every time i pick up uh, an image single issue i'm blown away by the amount of quality they're able to maintain in just the floppy single issues and still keep them at uh you know four bucks and not have to do advertising all that stuff like it's 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 phenomenal uh anyway we'll continue the that yeah, stuff hold later it, hold it hold it i know i'm blowing my load here uh whoa anyway that's that's pretty much my whole catch-up um i 
Oh, oh, shit. Actually, not quite. I went to the premiere of John Wick 2. I thought I was going to a screening, and it ended up being the premiere. Uh, Freaking Keanu Reeves was there, and being as awkward and charming as he could be. Like, it's like that thing where he, like, he seems like he's completely afraid of people seeing him. Like, yeah. like, not even just, like, from the standpoint of, like, oh, I don't want to be seen, like, in public or, like, you know, I want to be private or whatever. But, like, I, I genuinely feel like he's afraid of a human being's gaze. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, he still looks like he's, like, 25 years old and he's still got a lot of energy. And, like, despite all the sad Keanu memes, he, like, came out into the front. So I was sitting, like, legitimate, like, front and center, which ended up being fine because, like, at the arc light, the theater, like, the seats are far enough back. But... I was sitting like front and center and Keanu Reeves just comes running out after the director introduces him. He runs out like a football player running onto the field, grabs the mic. He's like hunched down. So he's basically like four feet off the ground. This like tall man just like hunched over on the ground running around. And he's like yells like John Wick 2 and like, you know, some shit like that. And then runs immediately back into the tunnel. <laughs> like huh. it was just super weird. And as he was running out, some dude in the crowd yelled like go Utah or whatever the hell the thing was from what point break when he played Johnny Utah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then like you heard Keanu Reeves respond back like hell yeah or some shit like that from the tunnel. <laughs> like this disembodied Keanu Reeves voice. <laughs> um, that sounds awesome. Oh yeah. Uh but I I don't think I'm allowed to talk about any specifics on John on John Wick 2. I don't think it comes out till tomorrow or next week. I can't remember. Um but uh it was really good. <laughs> like I I went in expecting it not to be nearly as good as as the first one. Like it it'd be hard hard to top that especially within that genre um Mm. but it was insanely impressive like as impressive as the action sequences and all the choreography was in the first one john wick chapter two was like i don't know it was fucking balls to the wall dude like they somehow managed to to turn everything up to maximum without doing like the expendables thing where it all just looks dumb yeah it was i don't know it just insanely good go see john wick two it like yeah. Anyway, done. My ketchup's over. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? I'm sure. I'm not. I this is uh, this is the new the new revised re rebooted Jason that only has a couple of items in his ketchup. Hooray. Yeah. What's up, Rachel? I'm just trying to remember <laughs> what I've what I've done. <laughs> Cuz I know I've I've watched quite a few things. Because I was sick. So I mainly just been watching movies, but I did go see The Founder. Oh, how was, how'd you like The Founder? I loved it. I enjoyed it too. Michael Keaton's performance, right? God, he's, he's so Oh, that's so the awesome. McDonald's one, right? Yeah. And he's such an asshole and it's wonderful. Yeah, like, and I, so I've met people like that. Like, you know how he's like, he's got like the power of persistence, you know, uh, audiobook or whatever, constantly playing and all that yeah. stuff. I know yeah. people like that. Like working in sales, you meet all these assholes that are like exactly yeah. that. It's ugh. yeah. No, um, there's there's a sales team at my work, and oh yeah, they're all like that. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, yeah. Did you like the way that the the sort of perspective of his character changes throughout the film? Yeah, yeah, I I, I loved that because like he just kind of gradually becomes the asshole. Yeah. Because it, it kind of portrays him as, I'm trying to help these people and, you know, help them build their business. Yeah. And, and he's really like, really, I'm not. And I'm going to steal all your shit and then screw you out of 
five hundred billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's so like he's so passionate about it first and stuff. Like I mean, I guess you know we shouldn't like spoil everything about the movie. It's a true story, so like you know the the overarching stuff. Yeah. Doesn't matter like the the fact that he stole the business from him or whatever. But I won't get into like any specifics. But like, yeah, there's just yeah, like he, you're totally you you nail it. like he he makes you root for him in the beginning, and then it's just like this yeah. slow descent where you go, Jesus Christ, like fuck this guy. Yeah, because there's even moments when you're like not with the brothers. Yeah, when you're kind of mad at them, like why are they being? dicks when this guy's trying to help them but totally then it all all completely turns around i okay i loved nick offerman oh he was so good he was like so good he was perfect (laughs) i just wanted to hug him by the end of it though (laughs) i know they were like they were so innocent and 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 just like good old boys yeah yeah i highly highly recommend the founder hell yeah yeah um you watched The Social Network, too, in the air of uh, docudramas, uh, or not docudramas, um, biopics <clears throat> about uh, successful companies. Yes, I did. I know you weren't <laughs> as enthused about that one. No, I I didn't like how much it jumped between the, three the past lawsuits. and then, yeah, then when they were dealing with the lawsuits, I didn't like how it jumped in between. I thought it kind of messed with the flow. Okay. Whereas the founder is one continuous flow of story. Mm-hmm. Where this, it keeps jumping, you know, back to the past. And the, it is really dialogue heavy. Yeah. And it's really complicated dialogue. That's true. And, and, and especially, you know, uh, Jesse Eisenberg talks really fast <laughs> in it. So that mixed with all the dialogue and the jumping, it it was pretty hard for me to get into it. Yeah, probably a little too much Jesse Eisenberg in that movie as well. Yeah, I right? don't like him at he's, all. But <laughs> he's perfect for that part, though. I thought he did good. He's like he he's not my favorite person at all. Yeah, I know. I know you guys aren't big on the Eisenberg. Uh, on the Eisenberg, does anyone call him that? I hope so. Um, Just call him the Titanic. Because uh, uh, he's seeing icebergs. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's easy on the eyes in Berg, right? No. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's uh, in that movie, there's essentially four timelines that you have to follow. There's three lawsuits, and then there's the timeline of... of you know, throughout the development of the company. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, the, the, the way that the narrative is structured can, I think either like with that film, it can either really enhance it for somebody or it can totally break it for somebody. Um, and I think yeah, it all depends for me, on, it, yeah, for me, it, it was broken. Yeah. And that's understandable. Like I, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? She's right. Cause when you first told me that I was super bummed. I know. And I, and I felt a little bummed that, I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> not that it's a bad movie. It's just the way it's structured. It's not for me. Yeah, I get you. And I don't think Zuckerberg is as big of an asshole as the the Croc guy, Ray Croc, from the founder. That's that's true. <laughs> he didn't like. I don't think he outright stole 
things because he did use his own code. Yeah. I think he just took the idea and ran with it. Yeah, that's the thing is like, because in that movie, it kind of makes you conflicted where you go, okay, like, I don't think he's a thief. Well, yeah, like, he's not like a thief. He didn't steal the, like, idea necessarily for Facebook or the implementation or anything like um, you know, things he stole are things that are are essentially stolen anytime anything happens. Uh, yeah. But then you go, okay, he just like screwed his best friend out of, you know, any any percentage ownership in the company and like all that. Like that part is where you yeah. go, oh fuck. Yeah, that that was fucked up. And what he did to his college girlfriend was super fucked up. Oh yeah. Like as a person, yeah, he is an asshole, but. Business-wise, I, I think he was totally in the clear. Yeah, with how he built Facebook. It's true. Yeah, he was in the clear. Like there was, you know, it's it's like yeah, it was all more about like the personal and moral implications of it. You know, there was never anything like illegal that was really being done or like, you know, stuff right. like that. It was more just like, you know, like just douchebaggery, just general douchebaggery. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. He is a douche. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, <clears throat> well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you watched it. Finally, at, at the behest of your annoying <laughs> podcast friend. Well, yeah, I needed stuff to watch while I laid there and died. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what David Fincher had hoped people would say about his movie. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope I, you know what we should email them that quote to see if they can on the re-release of the Blu-ray they can put it on top. That would be perfect. Well, I needed something to watch while I laid there and tied the Savage Land podcast. I love it so much. <laughs> we should just make a fake one, just because. Oh, we really should. <laughs> I'm I'm down for that. Even though it's one of my favorite movies of all time, I'm still down for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. At least you're, you know, a good sport about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not my movie. I just liked it. So I was, if yeah. David Fincher were on the podcast, I'm sure he'd be he'd be going at you. That, that, Probably. That, that notorious asshole David Fincher. Yeah, because yeah. you hear so many stories about him all of being them. an asshole. Want to defend your honor, David Fincher? Come on the show. I dare you. <laughs> Yeah, we'll fight. I dare you to come on this show and boost our listeners and ratings, David Fincher. <laughs> I'm not going to fight with him. I dare no, you to I'll give us more popularity. Him. No, I'll be nice to him. <laughs> I know. I I like David Fincher. He's he seems like a seems like a stand up guy. Yeah, He's all right. I mean, I'm I'm not the fighting type. <laughs> he is though. He's a David Fincher. <laughs> he'll he'll punch you right in the face because he's a notorious asshole. Anyway, what's up, guys? Uh, right. Image Comics, or do, <laughs> did you have any other catch-up? Um, well, yes. I did watch a few other movies, but I don't know if they're talk-worthy. I watched <laughs> The Nice Guys with Ryan Gosling and Russell yeah. Crowe. I loved The Nice Guys. I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I don't think it will ever get a second viewing by me. I feel like it's a one time oh well i've seen that and i'll move on with my life and never watch it again <laughs> <laughs> but it was good it was it was pretty entertaining and it's got kim basinger in it yeah i think i think and you are right there like there's not a there's not tons to go back and watch no there really isn't 
That's probably why it didn't make a ton ton of like money at the box office because I wanted it to be more popular than it was. Like the parts where it's funny, it's amazing. Yeah, but those are kind of you know few and far between, and that that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Like, I think Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are a great pair. Yeah, they were really good together. It was really good. 70s buddy cop moments there yeah it was like la la land if emma stone was a guy i haven't seen and there was no singing and it didn't take place in the present day and they were cops i don't really want to see la la land and somebody was murdered (laughs) no that movie doesn't hold any appeal to me whatsoever it was okay no so i'm not the type of guy to go for musicals or anything romantic or anything like that I was. I don't mind romance. Just that movie sounds dumb. But go ahead. It sounds dumb. I agree with you. I didn't. I wasn't really stoked on seeing it. The only reason I went to see it was because it was directed by J- Damien Chazelle, who did Whiplash, um, which is an incredible movie. Uh, I went and saw it expecting to go out of the theater going, "Well, shit, just wasted some money." Uh, it was really good. I didn't think that I would ever watch, especially a modern musical, and enjoy it. Absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, it really earns the ending that it has and leaves you, I don't know, at least for me and most people I know, like it, it leaves you, uh, feeling very strongly one way or, or another about how the, uh, character's arc was resolved. Um, hmm. uh, and I don't know. I think it was, I think it was really well executed. Um, I don't think it's quite as good as everybody's making it out to be like, Everybody's talking about it like it's the best movie ever, which is, I think, fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I will say it is one of the better films of the year. If it wins Best Picture, I'm going to slice my toe off. But uh, uh, I'll I'll view it once it's streaming somewhere. Yeah. But I do have one more thing. Do it. I watched Riverdale. Oh, how was it? It's like a weird oversexed teenage twin peaks that's what uh that's what i heard from i think it was on the av club that they talked about that it so so for people who don't know uh riverdale is the cw's tv adaptation of archie the comic from forever yep archie betty and veronica jughead <clears throat> so so all horny, that yeah all that. from life yeah <laughs> uh so so horny twin peaks i mean is that are you saying that in a good way? I don't quite know yet because I love Twin Peaks and I'm really excited for the revival to start up. But Twin Peaks Apocalypse? Because how it starts is a kid is killed and oh. then it's, oh, was he murdered? You know, where is he? They never found the body. What happened? So it's, you know, very very twin peaks in that aspect of it yeah but i don't know maybe it's just because i don't like teenage things the teenage (laughs) high school aspect of it is kind of eh for me and the oh let's try out to be cheerleaders and no they don't want us to be cheerleaders so let's make out in front of the whole school like (laughs) i want to see betty and veronica making out you know (laughs) (laughs) But that's it does fair. have Josie and the Pussycats, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But, but 
I I don't know. I'll I'll probably give it another shot, but I don't know. I think I might be too old for it. <laughs> so I I will say, Rotten Tomatoes right now has it at an eighty eight percent critic and eighty three percent audience score. So in terms of I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong, Rachel. I'm not like trying to argue with that because it's all you know art is subjective. Um, all I'm saying is that it is definitely getting a better reception than I think any of us thought it would. I think it has potential, but I just don't like the the teenager aspect of it because I think they're overdoing it a little bit. Ah, okay. That's really my only issue with it. What do you guys think? You think I'd like it? No. <laughs> I, I don't know whether or not you'll like it because I haven't watched it, but I really want you to watch the first episode. <laughs> I probably will never watch that episode. Please, no, you please would, do. I want to like hear it. your reaction. Whether it's positive we'll or negative, I want, I want, I want your reaction on this show. We'll see. I, I want to see if you'd be able to make it through the episode. All right, I'll try it after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah. No, you have well, to watch it on their stupid app that crashes all the goddamn time. Not gonna try it tonight. <laughs> Fear not, audience. We'll get them to watch it. Uh, all right, should we uh, move on here? Yeah, let's move on yep. into the main event. It's uh, Image Comics 25th Anniversary Party. That's a good um, theme song. That's good. pretty. That's pretty solid, though. Twenty five yeah. years. Yeah, twenty five yeah. years, guys. Twenty five years 25. since the comic book industry turned on its head. Wow, wow. <laughs> it's so really. You know, like we'll I guess quickly establish sort of the basis for Image Comics for those who may not know. Uh, Image Comics was founded when the five most popular artists in comics all got together and decided at once that they were going to leave Marvel, uh, and I think one or two of them went from DC, um, but at the time Marvel had all the good artists anyway, but uh, that they were going to leave Marvel and uh, create characters of their own, basically to avoid all of the editorial oversight and the lack of uh, uh great compensation for the work they were doing uh those and ownership yeah and ownership yes yeah that's the thing too like ownership for everything you know film rights toys merchandising all that shit um and so those artists were uh todd mcfarlane uh jim lee mark silvestri uh or was mark silvestri at the beginning or was he not yeah he was okay mark silvestri uh rob liefeld and wills portaccio was kind of in there kind of not it's really weird eric Eric Larson and Jim Valentino. That's right, Eric Larson. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, Will Spartaccio was in there. He was in and, there. Oh, go ahead. And Chris, Claire- and Chris Claremont. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't realize that. But uh, not part, not a not not a founder like everybody else was. That's right. And but uh, Mark Silvestri was a founder, was he? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. So, what? Wh- first off, I think that uh, they're like. I want there so bad to be a movie about that. There probably will never be because I don't know. Anyway, but that would be so dope. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so they essentially, you know, it would be like today if all of those writers we love were to. I mean, I guess I don't know. There's no parallel anymore because they did change the game. Like, they, no, they totally did. 
there there really aren't any parallels any before any, any anymore because you don't there's no real need for that parallel right like you now you have image comics now you have an ac- access for any who anybody who wants to you know anybody who you know puts the time and work and has is you know is good enough yeah can go through image or they can go through a whole shitload of other just different smaller publishers i mean there's so many nowadays they set the standard and now it's that's sort of if if you want your your creator own controlled stuff to get published you you can do it that doesn't mean everyone's going to read it but it's possible to get it done yeah absolutely like it's it's i mean like for instance what i'm trying to do right now with this comic that i'm writing like there are a lot of avenues that i can go to get it published like if worst comes to worst i can save up money and pay an artist to illustrate it and then publish it myself like that wasn't possible back then to actually do that and and have any success on it you know what i mean yeah it like yeah image changed the game and even if you wanted to go through image comics there's now like four different imprints in image comics that you can go through like it's yeah it, it changed the game and like especially with jim lee and uh rob liefeld and todd mcfarland kind of being the big sort of three tent poles there that were uh, you know the artists on the top three selling books in the world spider-man x-men and what was it x-force that rob liefeld was doing yeah x-force um you know, like, it, it it basically said, okay, like, if you're a comic book fan, if you like, you know, this art, this Spider-Man art or whatever, like, you won't be able to get that anymore unless you read Spawn or if you read, uh, what was Jim Lee's uh, Wildstorm stuff? He had, um, was it Gen 13 that it was? I don't know. Um, I can't remember. Or, or whatever the fuck Rob Liefeld's thing was. Um, Extreme Comics. Extreme Comics. And I mean... Um. And what was it? The early days, like the early days, were blatant Young ripoffs. Blood. Young blood. That's right. Yeah, they were blatant ripoffs. Uh, of okay, Wildcats was Jim Lee's. Um, of of what they had been working on over at uh, at Marvel. You know, Spawn was just basically like a combination of Batman and Venom, who uh, uh, Todd McFarlane had created over at Marvel. Um, you know. Uh, he didn't create Venom. Did he not? Are you sure? I don't think he did. He didn't create the symbiote suit, but I thought he created Venom. Could be wrong here. Yeah, you can look that a- up. A- like. Anyway, keep going. Um, but yeah, it, like it, it was just like basically they were going, okay, yeah, we're going to to make this, you know, our creator own thing. Uh, however, <laughs> we are going to do it as similar as possible to our Marvel work, so that you know we get as many. Uh, you know, readers transferring over as we can, and so yeah, he's Todd one McFarlane of four. Him. He's he's one of four creators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> still a co-creator. Anyway, okay, but yeah, so that that's how Image Comics started as you know, sort of a revolution, but at the same time, not an overly like creative or inspired uh, uh, collection of stories. And then you fast forward twenty five years later. And Image Comics is the most bold, daring, and unique publisher, I think, of almost any medium in the world. I agree. I think it's. I think it's. I think it is. It's currently a a uh, a, 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 a god damn it, like a like a melting pot of all the best and all the most brilliant stories that that uh, that are being written. Absolutely. 
Um, and so what we wanted to do basically is, and, and we'll, I mean, this episode will be a little longer than what we've been trying to do lately because I think, you know, it's appropriate to spend a little time on this. Um, I, I'm not saying tons of time. Don't worry. I'm just saying that to fit this all so into far, t- 10 minutes would suck. <coughs> we'll, um, we'll go as long as it takes, but not, yeah, it won't be overly long. But anyway, what we wanted to do was each of us kind of talk about some of our favorite things about image comics and some of our favorite comics themselves uh, through the years. So either one of you can uh, start. Um, the first stuff I ever got into with image was spawn and the max. Oh yeah. The max. Um, Didn't MTV do something with the max? Yes. There was an animated max show that was really, really cool. That's um, I feel like a lot I'd of like image to... image stuff like got those adaptations though. Right. Cause was the tick part of Matt uh, image too? Mm-mm. No, no I, don't I don't think, think so. so. Oh, it was just oh, Spawn was the other one. It was the HBO animated series for Spawn. Yeah. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah, th- which was super popular and really good. I heard that the movie was not though, right? I never saw the movie. Um, mm. It was okay. John Leguizamo as the clown was super good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Leguizamo, he was in uh, uh, John Wick too. Anyway, okay. He's, <laughs> I, I enjoyed him in that. Um, yeah. So your your favorite was the Max, and what was the other one you said? Spawn. Spawn, of course. Yep, of course. I was at the right age for Spawn to be the coolest thing of all time. Uh, it being so brutal. Yeah. You know? That's the thing with Image. I mean, they could do anything they wanted to, so I was like, okay, let's make them dark and fucked up. Yeah, because they, they didn't have to worry about, like, IPs or, or, you know, oversight from a company. Exactly. Uh, But no, at this point now, Image probably holds 85% of what I read. Really? Easy, yeah. That's pretty awesome. I mean, especially because I feel like even when we started this podcast, that wasn't the case. No, there was some, but you know, as as Marvel kind of kind of got worse, and, and 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 I started you know gathering more and more of what Image was doing currently, it, it definitely switched. I think that's. I mean, I've been reading. Okay. I've been reading The Walking Dead for fucking ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, you've got you've got a lot of those Walking Dead trades on your shelf. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think that, honestly, The Walking Dead was probably, that and Invincible, really just Robert Kirkman in general, I think was kind of the moment where Image Comics really hit the gas pedal and moved forward into the the really creative phase they've been in. Yep, I wholeheartedly agree. I think they got Robert Kirkman and he just said, all right, open the floodgates, boys. Yeah. I'm I'm coming mm-hmm. hot off this battle pope and I'm gonna battle this pope all over the place. With wolfmans and zombies and some supers. All the supers. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like you're you're right. I mean they and I think the the benefit of having an image comics out there and obviously like the other publishers that have risen up because of that, like Boom and Oni Press and, and you know, Dynamite, some other people like that. Um is that, you know, before, if Marvel started sucking or if DC started sucking, like, your only choice was to join, you know, jump over to the other universe and catch up on all of that continuity for that entire universe and probably not understand what the fuck was going on, right? Like, it didn't give you much of an exit strategy if you weren't satisfied with Marvel's books but still wanted to read comics. Right. You know, or vice versa. Um and so I think that that is probably the benefit of of having Image now is that, you know, longtime superhero readers, when, you know, Marvel is doing Civil War 2 and 
the math of being able to read every single Civil War II tie-in adds up to over $1,000. Uh, maybe you get a little pissed off and decide you're going to drop them. It's a lot easier to go, oh, okay, I'll catch up on Saga. And even, like, that's really the worst of them right now outside of, like, Invincible or something. And even Saga is only 40-some-odd issues. Like, that is nowhere near trying to catch up on, you know, some gigantic universe that's been built up since the 30s. Right. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's the benefit. But so what, I mean, what for you, Matt, like what have been some of your favorite, uh, image books, you know, over the entire history? Um, well, I mean, I would say the walking dead just sort of being such a long standing series I've been reading for so long. Um, but currently, cause that's the thing is all the other ones are all from roughly 2000. 11 2012 on well that's been kind of like the the golden age of image i feel like right yeah same same here you know i read a lot of spawn i read spawn probably up to issue one something 100 something but uh that's a lot um rachel uh, you're you're a walking dead reader as well aren't you rachel no no oh i tried you're a walking dead watcher that's right nope no i tried I thought you wait no you didn't you watch a, oh no 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 that's right you just watched the uh, the prim, the premiere of season six with me and Matt yeah okay yeah, yeah. no I, I've I've tried it's just it's not not my thing okay sorry Matt what were we gonna say it's okay um yeah I don't know I mean I would say I would put Saga on the list I would put um, Black Science on the list I would put shutter on the list those are those are a, a the ones i'm currently enjoying and b probably the, my, my favorites that i've been reading so far uh but that, i mean the, the list is you know the list of ones that i have enjoyed is is massive i just started reading um jonathan hickman's black monday murders mm. uh that was my other catch-up that i left off oh yeah and that was in the uh humble bundle wasn't it it was if anyone wants to go to humblebundle.com you can get a shit ton of image comics for 25 bucks or less it's uh, 20 bucks if you want if you spend 25 bucks all, all the all the only additional thing you get is a signed print by somebody yeah it's a yeah it's a the signed print of uh isola of what isola it's a uh, brennan fletcher's book oh, okay uh but yeah i don't know i mean i don't i don't there's not one i would say that has really stood out over the others like with the exception of saga mm-hmm so basically, what you're saying is that essentially the entire line it's it's high enough image, quality well, that you love it all, and, and mo- for for the most part, there's some stuff I haven't, you know, there's some stuff I read. I'm like, nah, that's okay, not for me. But yeah, for the most part, I would say uh, what I've been reading coming out of it has been top quality. And it's, I mean, yeah, and, and genuinely, genuinely interesting comics that I want to keep reading. Yeah, and, um, I- and interesting worlds. And I think anyone that, that like has listened to the show has probably noticed like with each week that passes or each month that passes, like the more and more we're pretty much only talking about image books. Well, I, I was gonna say, I mean, it's like yeah, we can talk about all the image stuff that we that we like right now, but it's you know, mm-hmm. go ahead and listen to two two the past two episodes. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about the same ones because that's it is it is it's it's yeah. it's somewhat topical right now because we you know we're all reading a lot of image and they just keep pumping out stuff that's worth reading that's that's kind of like if you're into comics yeah this is these are the ones you want to read there's they're that good yeah 
Yeah, because I, I know a lot of the ones I've already read, I've mentioned before, and what I'm still reading, I've mentioned before, so... Yeah, I, totally. I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but they're... <laughs> so I don't really know yeah. what more to say about them other than, hey, check them out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I could go down a list and just be like, read this one and read this one and then read this yeah, one. Yeah, that's one. like and basically it, all I've hmm. got going here is like, oh, this one, everyone needs to read this one and this one and this one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and I think because I mean, they're, they're but, go ahead. Yeah, and that in and of itself is just is sort of you know lavishing praise upon these guys because they just they really they really do are the 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 quality of talent that they have is above and beyond. Um, I I think even what you know DC and Marvel are really doing. I mean, DC, don't, and don't don't take that as me saying DC and Marvel aren't doing don't don't have a quality uh, or talent and B aren't putting out good stuff because they absolutely are, but. And there's a lot of cross-contamination here. A lot of the guys, if you go down the list of who has current ongoing Image series, a lot of them do work for image, or, uh, for DC or Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Or both. Yeah, I mean, it takes a career getting, or it takes a creator getting to a certain point where they can sustain themselves just doing creator-owned work. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, what I think is, is really the, the biggest... Uh, indication of why image comics does so well you know why they're publishing 40 books every month now um is the fact that like the just their their submission guidelines you can view them online like whenever they have somebody send a submission to them they outline it in there like we are not looking for something that is like what we already have or what other publishers already have we're not looking for something that's jumping on a trend you know, if you're sending us in a book, it's yeah. got to be unique. It's got to be, you know, essentially honest. Like, it's got to have a clear voice and a clear design. That's why it's so many of these books are beautifully illustrated. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's why their catalog is so interesting is because there is so many different books and stories out there. Like, the ongoing one that I will never get enough of is Nailbiter. Mm. And I know I've talked about it a whole lot and we will be reviewing it on the show and that that's just everything i want and when a book like that comes along that is weird like that that i don't feel so weird about reading because it's out there and so many other people are reading it i i feel like less of a weirdo because it's about serial killers and that's fucking awesome and then i i don't feel like the weird serial killer girl (laughs) (laughs) which you are let's just let's just establish that which i am but (laughs) i i mean it it makes me feel like less of an outcast which i think a lot of their books kind of cater to you know different tastes and you don't feel as weird liking them because they are so different yeah and I think it would be impossible for any one person to read and enjoy every single book that Image publishes. And I think that that is exactly why they're successful. Because they have a lot of books with a lot of mass appeal, but they're not books that are like, you know, they're not books that are inoffensive. They're books that like to certain people, a lot of the series that you read would be very uh, uh, jarring or offensive or unappealing. Um, Yeah. 
but then to like no biter or sex criminals yeah. or or even saga i mean the the very first page of saga is a giant you know full splash of somebody given giving birth and saying am i yeah. shitting yeah you know like exactly it's <laughs> It's every book that they have. Like there, there is something about it that a lot of people just wouldn't necessarily enjoy. But for somebody, you know, like with Nailbiter, for you, it's exactly what you want. Yeah. And that's it's fucking cool. Like it's, yeah. I mean, for for all the praise that I give DC with Rebirth, like it's, you know, and I think with Marvel too, like both of them are a little guilty of being inoffensive at times. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and and I mean, they have to play it safe sometimes, but like, and they don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. they've both made a lot of brave moves over the years. Um, True, but they're definitely very family. Yeah, you know, targeted. You know, younger kids targeted. Whereas, which is good. Image Comics is not. Yeah, but if you're still that weird kid, there's still stuff for you. Totally. And that's the thing. I'm still that weird kid. I will always be that weird kid. <laughs> I'm a normal kid, guys. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think that's I mean, I think that's how it should be. Like Marvel and DC should be, you know, like family friendly and and to many degrees inoffensive, and that's why it's great to have image out there. Um and I think like you know, I, I guess we could talk a little bit about also the larger picture of Image Comics and, and what they've done. Like, I mean, there are entire, like, careers and and sort of, like, sections of, of pop culture and even, like, filmmaking and stuff that are only happening because of Image Comics. You know, I mean, you look at, like, Kingsman and some of these movies that are being adapted from their properties or The Walking Dead or anything like that, and those only happened because there wasn't some huge company in charge of deciding whether or not they were going to let somebody adapt it. Yeah. Right. And and like I Kill Giants that's getting a movie made, yeah. which I don't think it necessarily needs one, but I get from that standpoint of let's reach this wider audience and Yeah. Yeah, and, you and know, so so that I get and it's an amazing story. Yeah. And anybody speaking of outcasts, if you ever felt like an outcast and you hide in your little fantasy world to escape it, definitely read that book. Hell yeah. And it like and even with that, like it's if if that were owned by Marvel, they would adapt it and then the creator would never be involved in the movie and it would whatever happened happened. Yeah. Whereas with I Kill Giants specifically, Joe Kelly is writing the screenplay for it. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, it's there's so much more control and and it's allowing so much more of a creative vision to reach all sorts of people. You know, like I don't think everything or even anything needs a film adaptation, but having one allows whatever that story was to reach more people than would have ever picked up the comic. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. Like it's it's just letting creators express themselves more. Um, what would what would be your uh, top choice for a adaptation from an image series if you could pick any of them oof um i would mm. say currently i would i wouldn't want saga to be adapted just because i think that's impossible um and just not like i don't think it would ever hold up its luster in any other medium yeah i agree with that um i would want to see either witches or the nightly news adapted to film 
Oh, shit, witches would be good. Oh, that would be terrifying. Right? It would be so good, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think, so, not to be, and I don't want this to sound cynical, because it's not, but I think that was kind of Scott Snyder's intention in writing this, was to have essentially one series that he knew he could sell as a film, since everything else is owned, you know, at least partially by Warner Brothers. And so, yeah, he goes and writes this book for Image that doesn't, I mean, it's it's written as a comic, and it you know it works well as a comic, but it doesn't have to be a comic, and it's illustrated by a guy who does movie concept art. Like, I think he knew what he was doing on that, and so I'm sure we'll probably get a film adaptation yeah. for Witches. I I would be fine with that. Hell yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Especially if they keep some of like the the weird sort of like coloring and and visuals of this book. Like if they keep that disconnectedness of it. Yeah, oh. I think that'd be the only way to do it. Hell yeah. Um. And then, like, the nightly news, I think, would be, like, a great David Fincher-type movie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. What about you, Rach? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, because the one that I was going to pick, I actually just remembered that they are adapting it. You can still and, pick it. And that's Chew. Oh, shit. Are they really adapting it? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be weird. That's so I, cool. And I I'm, I think it's going to be animated, actually. But, Perfect. But, yeah, I totally forgot that they were doing that but that story is so messed up that yeah, i haven't read Ch- i still haven't read chew but i love the art of it and i love the concept of it like it's it looks so awesome i really want to read that yeah because I'm, I'm pretty sure felicia day was involved in the adaptation Ooh, because i know it was one of her favorite comics that she just always talked about felicia all day more like Felicia just had a baby day. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Zing. Zinga. <laughs> winner, winner, I'm home for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what but, do you think? Yeah. Um, I think The Wicked and the Divine would make a really cool Ooh. Something or other. I think show TV show. Yeah, would be I think perfect. that yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. that would probably be better for a TV show. I think actually, I think they are working on a TV show adaptation of that. Oh really? Yeah, I feel like that's I heard. Funny. I mean, and that's the thing with Image too is like honestly, I'm I'm pretty sure at least one in three Image books has the rights purchased for film or TV. Probably. Uh, I wonder who has. I wonder who has the rights for Saga. I I think it's like Universal or somebody. Because I know he's sold the rights to it, but he's just like, look, I know that when I sell these, some like somebody's going to realize at some point that they can't make it. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, David Tennant is also going to be in the movie adaptation of Chew. What? Yeah. That's incredible. I'm beyond happy. Yeah, that's hmm. really cool. He plays Mason Savoy. So is it animated or live action? I'm still not quite sure. I just huh. got the details of some folks that have been cast on it. It just says film. So I, I'm not quite sure. And Stephen uh, Yoon. Oh. Yoon. Yoon. From Walking Dead. From TWD. Oh, yeah. sick. He's so also in it. Wicked and the Divine is being optioned for a TV series by... Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick's uh, Milk Fed Criminal Masterminds, which is contracted with Universal. Hmm. Huh. There you go. Yeah. So they, because you guys knew about that, right? Where Universal basically went to Matt and Kelly Sue and said, hey, we want you to work for us just developing film and TV ideas. Right. And no, so, I had no idea about that. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. 
And that's that's the thing. It's like that's another thing that only happened because of Image Comics. Like, you know, if they had kept doing their Marvel work, they never would have had that opportunity. It was because of they you could, know they could probably do a TV show of sex criminals. I think they're working on it. Yeah, oh, that'd be weird. It would It'd be, be weird, so weird and so cool. It would actually be pretty cool. Like, it, that's a really weird concept, but it's no, like wait, they are turning it into a TV show. Yeah, I told you. It's like yeah, Time Cop, but Time Cock. <laughs> it, it actually is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Well, I, I, should we, uh, anything else you want to gush about Image? Um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've pretty much, we've pretty we're, much said we're, it. We're, hit, we're hitting, hitting the Google wall here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, I, I love Image. I think we've all uh, we've all realized that at this point, and that pretty much anything they publish is, at the very least, interesting, and at the very best, it's one of the greatest things to ever happen in storytelling, and worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would say the same. You know, it's with Image, it it only boils down to what's your what are your tastes? Because yeah. whatever your tastes are, you're going to be able to find something that you're going to want to read. And it's totally going to be worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and if, you know, if, you know, for example, Monstrous. I got Monstrous. I'm reading it. I don't love it. I don't love the, the anime style, but I, I can see that it's really good. I can see the quality in it. And I imagine anybody who is into that style is just going to think that book is the best thing of, to ever happen to I, I've books. wanted to read that one, actually. Yeah, I, so. I actually just barely picked that one up, so I'll probably be reading it, too. Um yeah, totally. And that's and that's the thing. It's like it everything does have value and a lot of times it's for a different audience, but that's good. It should be that way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh yeah, and I mean, oh, and anyone if anyone's interested in like, you know, kind of like reading up or learning more about Image Comics, they do have their own podcast. Uh the iWord podcast where every week uh David Brothers, who's one of the the kind of lead guys operationally over there at Image, uh interviews one of their creators. Um and it's it's a very well done podcast. Like all the interviews are are pretty concise. I think they keep it at about an hour, uh, unlike we did today. Um, and and yeah, you just you get to learn a lot more about a lot of these creators and their books. And I and like for me, it's been a guiding force of like, okay, which image book do I want to read next? You know, um, yeah, great yeah. podcast to listen to, along with obviously like you know the Word Balloon and and Two Headed Nerd and a lot of those other guys that uh, that do that same type of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, shit, happy, happy 25th image comics and hopefully, uh, to another 25, 50, 100 more. Agreed. Uh, where can they find us on social media? Uh, you can go find the Savage Land podcast. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but if you find us on Twitter, it's just Savage Land pod. There and you go. And you can... We've got a phone number. You can call it. Jason knows what it is. It's 413-SAVAGE-4. Yep. Call that. Oh. Say something. And also a, uh, a quick shout-out. Last week we asked uh, what your top three uh, films you would want adapted are. And mm, yes. uh, listener Marcus tweeted at Savage Land Pod. Here are my picks for remakes. Uh, number one, The Black Hole. Number two. Um, yeah, that'd be good. The Black Hole. So I'm not familiar with that one. It's an old Disney movie. Huh. Okay, I'll I'll look that up. Uh, number two, Barbarella. Oh, cool. that'd be fun. That would be really fun. 
I think somebody like Taika Waititi could uh, do something really cool with that. Oh, oh definitely. <laughs> and uh, number three, The Martian Chronicles. Martian Chronicles. I'm not familiar with them. That I'm not familiar. Marcus. Huh. We'll have to look that up. Uh, tell us a little more about The Martian Chronicles. Email us, uh, savagelandpodcast at gmail.com or us at savagelandpodcast.com. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Um <laughs> Send us an email. Tell us a little more about the Martian Chronicles and your pick for director or actor or whoever you could see in there. Uh, and for other listeners, tweet us or email us or call us and tell us your favorite image comic of all time. Uh, the number again is 413 Savage 4. The Twitter is Savage Land Pod. And the email is us at savagelandpodcast.com. And that's it for this week. Have a great day. 